Hey, this little block inform me of my fate. This little block gon' warm me, I ain't safe. This little block get warm enough to bait. This little pot gon' warm us up a plate. Don't do nothing for me, trust me straight. Won't do nothing for me if I wait. I can paint a portion. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, America's favorite podcast, the world's favorite podcast. It's Controlled Chaos, episode 28. Zach Woolley, always joined by my partner in crime. Owen Kiska. Owen, how's the weather? Oh, I'm I'm it's way better now. I'm uh I'm kind of surprised we made it through it, honestly. It was a, it was a long week. Long week in the state of Texas for sure. But look at Owen, man. Podcast, but outside our first outside podcast of the year. Owen, I'm loving it. I'm loving the view. I'm loving it. Hey, it's like 65 here. There, uh, there's literally nothing to worry about. Like it was it was 10 four days ago. But you know what? We're doing fine now. 55 plus or minus let's go i mean still still on a boil water notice by the way but that's fine we move we move we move that's that's what i say uh of course our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone that's been affected by the hectic winter storm affecting parts of most of texas including austin houston dallas san antonio all the above prayers go out to them of course and yeah let's give them an escape from the hectic week they have starting with music slow but solid week i know you all enjoyed the 60 song banger we put out of dot chaos radio i mean there, there was some really really good tracks that we didn't even get a chance to talk about last week that we threw on there that were really good for sure i was bumping it all week yep same that's my it's my daily driver during the week and it should be yours too a minute and 48 in, and we're going to do a shameless plug. Chaos Radio, of course, if you've never heard of it, 28 episodes in. It's our weekly podcast updated by me and Owen. 15 songs from Owen, 15 songs from me. That gives you a grand total of what, Owen? 30. Big math guy there. Catch that on Apple Music. Catch that on Spotify. You'll find the links in our Twitter at CNTRLD Chaos Pod. That is Controlled Chaos Pod on Twitter. Get our link tree. Get our links, subscribe to our podcast, and get blessed with the music that we're going to talk about on this episode, starting with so.incredible.package. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of unlocked remix with mm. uh, with Smino, one of our favorites, one of my favorites at least. Yeah, I I love Smino. Who doesn't? You know what? I was kind of pissed off that uh, Denzel and Kenny made it seem like it was a big deal. They said unlocked one point five, blah blah blah, teasing it. And then when only one song dropped after a lot of people expected the whole project, uh, they trolled fans on Twitter. Uh, they were kind of laughing back and forth with each other about the fact that fans thought they were getting a whole project. And um, I feel I feel kind of violated by it. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of tough. You know, um, I, I'm not a big fan of the trollage, especially for music artists who I really enjoy. And uh, I guess it's just more time to wait, more time to yeah. enjoy the virtue of patience in its purest form. Yeah, but still- this is this is just this is just confirmation that Kenny Beats is the police. Kenny Beats is the feds. If yeah. uh, if you've never if you don't get that reference, go watch the Kenny Beats Cave Freestyle with Vince Staples. It's one of the best pieces of comedy I've seen in recent years. And you can follow that up with the Kenny Beats Freestyle of Zach Fox giving us oh, Jesus is the one, which is quite literally the greatest song sonically ever created. And we can it's, see it's behind amazing. the scenes. It's a wonderful, wonderful. Like, yeah. you know, I saw Thundercat and 
Zach Fox, mainly Thundercat on Hot Ones this past week. It came out like two, three months ago, but I finally got around to watch it. That boy Thundercat did not even hesitate. He went through every single wing. Sean Evans was kind of like, you know, obviously he hosts the show, so he should be able to handle it. He was drinking more water than Thundercat was. Thundercat's oh, in love he's with crazy. the spice. He's great. crazy. It's wonderful. Crazy, crazy yeah. stuff. So, yeah, speaking of Thundercat, dropped a remix of a Heim song uh, that dropped this past week. Uh, we caught that on, I want to say that was on Doc Chaos, or was that uh, a recent drop? Ooh. That one could be a sneak peek. Sneak peek. Yes, this dropped February 19th. A Women in Music Part 3 Expanded Edition. And that Expanded Edition include uh, a 3 a.m. now with a feature from Thundercat who gave his signature bass lines, gave his signature smooth, silky voice, and something that I really enjoyed. Can't miss it. Exactly. So uh, we also had a single from Still Woozy. Are you still woozy, Owen? I'm still pretty woozy. I'm not going to lie. Just a touch. Um, just a touch woozy. I, I listened to the song and it. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm still woozy. Just a touch woozy. I think I'm still woozy from the fact that we went on for like five minutes talking about Hockey Dad and Soccer Mommy last week on uh, oh, man. on uh, what what type of vehicle they would drive. Toyota Sienna for the win, by the way. Toyota Sienna is a good call. Yeah, Honda is. Odyssey is a like, short follow-up. It's kind of the same vehicle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the big thing, and here we are again, is the Honda Odyssey has a vacuum included inside the car. Now, that is the That's supreme some crazy tier. stuff. But, you know, Toyota, man, got to love it. They're the old reliable right there. Old reliable. We both have Toyotas. Yep. Big Toyota gang all the way around. Big Japanese to- car manufacturer fans. Go yeah. Toyota. Hashtag Team Toyota. Like, retweet, Sponsor follow. Us. Sponsor. Toyota, come on. Give us a free Sienna. Come on. That'd be nice. Uh, Following up, we also have a a single from Wallows, who I am anticipating to drop something soon, um, which would be great. I love them. Really big fans of them. Yeah. Big 13 Reasons Why singer guy. Yeah. Big Dylan Minette guy. That's a name. Pull that one right out of my bum. It is. There you go. There we go. On a roll at uh, 10.02 on this wonderful Sunday evening we're recording. I know. Uh, and, and you know what? Wallows is just another band where, like, you get a song from them, you're going to listen to it, you're going to be like, yeah, this is Wallows. This is Wallows. And, and you know what? It's not going to be the best thing you've ever heard, but, like, you can listen to it mm-hmm. basically when in, in any mood. It's always going to hit. Definitely. And uh, also, shout out Coast Modern. We'll get into our shout outs that we listened to this week, but shout out Coast Modern. They were on Dot Chaos Radio. Uh, re- rejoined them, rejoined that Coast Modern gang uh, this past week. And I, I love it. Yeah. You know, they haven't dropped a song in two years. Their last drop of October 16th, 2019. Owen, oh, do you want to guess the name of that song? What is it? It's Two Animals. Um, Snake Bear. Oh, close. Puppy Llama. Puppy Llama. Oh, I was almost there. Almost. You're halfway there. Shout out Big Time Rush. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wallows. Solid, solid music. Kenny Mason as well. Blessed us. With the single. Hard hitting. Hard hitting. Banger, banger, banger. Still, still, I still bang cereal on a weekly basis. Yeah. With, uh, uh, with JID. That's one thing. I mean, if y'all, if you know me, you know that I make, you know, hype videos and stuff like that. Um, the first hype video I made for the Blaze Radio, Blaze Radio, Blaze Radio Online.com, shoot us a follow over at Blaze underscore sports. Uh, the first video I made for them, I use cereal. So, and that's the thing with me that I hate is 
anytime I make a hype video with a song, I can't listen to the song the same way. That makes sense. Like yeah. just going back and cutting and cutting and putting effects and cutting and cutting and doing stuff. You just like hear the song a million times, even though it's in one sitting. So it's almost like listening to the same song over and over and over again. You just got to get tired. So um, I, I'm sure I could probably listen to Serial right now if I wanted to. But like for three months, I was scarred for life from that song. You just you just had PTSD of Jaden Daniels mm. every time. Jaden Daniels, man. Shout out. Shout out Sun Devil football on the come up next year. Watch out. You think? Watch I out. I mean, we can we can talk about that in a few months, maybe. We're done with football for football. a while for the most part, I think. Adios de football or Vaticano. No yeah. mas. Yeah. Uh, and then another single I was very excited for, Brent Fayaz for Black History Month. Great song. Oh man. Eden. I, I love I love this guy. I love him. I, I don't know what else to say. It's his voice is like a hot knife through butter. Mm. It's just it you, he just cursive it's cursive hot knife but like through butter is a good pun hot knife through butter that's that's how i feel listening to him it's just so aesthetically pleasing it's like it's like getting your phone charger in on the first try like not even having a oh, finagle yeah. with it you're just like you yeah, just stick yeah. it in and it's working and yeah. you're like wow what power do i possess that is the power exactly. possessed by brent fios that is how good it is yeah so oh and you have and, down uh, the notes uh you want to talk about yeah, ajr no, a little I, bit <sighs> I it's it's just kind of been nagging at me the past week because like it started with a TikTok that I saw and then I I saw that they dropped an album this week and and it's I really just have one thing to say is it's just AJR sucks I don't get how anyone likes them AJR just sucks I'm not a fan of them either um, no like I, it's it's become like an irrational hate for me like that that song that they have with SpongeBob, like the SpongeBob remix, you know, where he's like, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. ready. I despise that. It's oh my, it's it's making me like, it's making me angry. Like I'm having flashbacks to like when we used to talk about the Texans and like we would go crazy. Like that's how I feel right now. If I could, I would do that again, but with AJR mm-hmm. because they're that bad. I I don't like them. And you know what? Um. I'm not going to humble brag, but I was able to call my first uh, baseball games and uh, at the opening of college baseball season at Phoenix Municipal Stadium. I will say one thing, no matter anywhere I go, whether it's tennis, basketball, volleyball, baseball, you know what song plays every time I get to the arena? Bang by AJR. That song yeah. cannot be more annoying. Everybody it's- come hang. Let's go. Shut up. It's terrible. Respect so bad. Respect so bad. And like even even like then it's something as fundamental as the name. Their name is AJR because that's the first letter of their names. It's it's literally just like it's like Andrew, John, and Randy or something. I don't even I don't even know their names. I don't want to know their names. Mm -mm. But like if you're gonna do that, at least call yourself like Jar. Yeah. I mean, like why AJ, why AJR? That's not even something you can say in one syllable. It takes me three syllables to say your name when it could take one. Be more innovative, innovative. Make yourself jar or like arge. 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 AJR. Now you have to say a Ajer. Like make, make it something cool. Then it just sounds like I'm sneezing. Ajer. Like it. I, it's bless you. It, it's you. they're terrible. I don't want to talk about them anymore. They suck. Ugh, not a fan. They suck. Boo, boo them. Boo them now. Boo AJR. Boo, boo. Not a fan. Stonks down for AJR. You know who? You know who lost a fan this week as well? 
I wonder who. That's a uh, that's Playboy Cardi. After after a video was recorded of a fan just going going absolutely berserk on Cardi, just telling him to square up, telling him you're not about it. You know all this stuff, just just absolutely furious with him. Who knows why? And uh, eventually, Cardi had enough. Uh, the guy filming the video was not a very good filmer. It looked like a high school fight video being recorded. Uh, the phone was kind of just down by his side. But at some point, you just hear him get hit, and then the phone falls to the ground. Uh, we can assume that Cardi punched the fan, um, and and that's that's really just funny stuff to me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I wonder if he was gonna be like, "Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here?" And uh, Pierre Bourne yeah. would just come in and just you know back him up. But yeah, I mean, there's no place. We even saw this. Uh, a kid was heckling Cam Newton at his own football camp. I I, I just don't get it. Like these people, these celebrities are people too, and you know, just to think that you're like they're you're invincible. Uh, anytime you want to chirp them, I mean, as we just got done chirping AJR, but still, um, it, 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 there's no place in it. And good for Cardi. Cardi's about that life, mm -hmm. and you don't mess with Cardi. He's about that action. There you about go. That action. So yeah, I'm I I I'm Team Cardi all the way. Mister Playboy, good job. You don't play at all. Oh, and you know who else doesn't play? Who's that? A new artist that I found that I'm going to devote maybe like a minute and 30 seconds just loving oh, on wow. all of her music. That is Nina Cobham. And I found this artist uh, using Apple. You know, Spotify is usually where you go to find new music because they have a good, better algorithm to find, you know, artists that you maybe have not heard of. But yeah. I was actually just going through my Apple music and my new music playlist. And I found a single that was dropped by Nina Cobham. Um on January 27th called Lo Que Paso. So mm. if you're a fan of Latino music and like Cuco, you know, little bilingual action. I love that. And you're a fan of someone like Rosalia, who is really good, uh, obviously dominates the entire Latin music atmosphere. Absolutely. Um, Nina Cobham is a little bit of both. She's like Billie Eilish mixed with Rosalia and it's just amazing soul R&B, just deep, solid, powerful voice. I shouldn't even be comparing her to anyone because she's her own Nina Cobham. And I just nice. I, I love I love it. I love it, man. I really nice. do. Look no, it was kind of funny. It, it was kind of funny. You were introducing me to her earlier today, like before we started recording. You're like, bro, you got to check this girl out. She's the Latina Billie Eilish. And I was like, did you just discover Rosalia? And, and you sent me this like random. And I was like, oh, like, we're oh, this is a hot take. And uh, I, I checked it out. I, I I see the appeal. I'm not gonna lie. I'm oh my uh, gosh. I mean, I I can tell you're pretty infatuated. I mean, we I, we might have to we might have to get her on the podcast. I mean, why not? Let's interview Nina. We Kata. might have to figure it I, out. I'm a big fan. I I really enjoy her music. Can you imagine her and Kuko on the same song? Ooh, oh man. Lord. That oh, man. would be that'd be some scary hours right there. I'll tell you that. Maybe right one day. There. Maybe one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna manifest that. All right, uh, manifest that because that was good. I was just really excited to find uh, more. I'm a big fan of, you know, the whole bilingual thing where you're able to go a little bit in English, a little bit in Spanish, just a master mix. And I think that she does that really well. And her along the likes of Cuco, Chicano Batman and other guys, uh, including uh, Luna Luna as well. They had a there. They were, appeared on a album from Zaylin, an artist from San Antonio. He was also on a track that you saw on dot chaos radio get away that was a really good track i really okay, enjoyed okay. that it was a really fun week for me in music because i had to push to make 30 songs happen so that we could have 60 songs on our 
dot chaos radio spectacular and you know i think you know me owen like you're the one that comes in and you're like you send me your, I, I tell you to send me your songs and you're like that. You're in there like swimwear. It's quick. Bang. Now for me, like my music discovery path is not as as goaded <laughs> as yours is. So I'm having like I'm forced to like it's like the morning before it comes out. I'm like, OK, I'm at eight songs. I need to get seven more focus. And then I just like start <laughs> clicking on random songs and I listen, listen, listen before my next yeah. class and I'm able to get it done. But this week I had to do 30. So I actually I legitimately set down time and just like it was like I had a record player. I was just listening and listening there you go. and listening some more. And it was great. I was able to find and discover some artists that I truly like and some songs that I truly like as well. So good stuff. Wonderful. And you on know that- what? I'm, I'm going to give one shout out to you gave a Nina Cobham shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to someone, someone that's not as, you know, un- unknown as that or unrecognized as that. But uh, I'm just gonna give a shout out to Marlo. Mm. The uh, he's sort of a he's sort of an underground hip hop like Earl sweatshirt product abstract kind of guy, and uh, I was I was listening to his album from I think it's I think it came out last year, uh, Marlo Two, and I gotta say that album is insane. It's so good, and like I I was introduced to one song by it last year, like by Spotify. I think the algorithm that they have that's called the future power sources Mm. and i listened to it and i loved it i was like yo this is really good i should check out this guy's music and then i completely forgot about him and i was reintroduced to him this week and i heard another one of his songs and i was like i I really need to get to listen to this album and it's so good it's like a genre fusion kind of like boom bap like super aggressive in your face hip-hop but there's also like i don't know how to describe it almost like punk elements to it and like he's he's kind of like just yelling at you in your face, like all the all the instrumentals are kind of the same way. It's such such a good vibe to it, such a good just sound that he's got going. Can't wait for new music from him. Uh, his last album did only come out in August of last year, though, so I'm not too optimistic for another project this year. But who knows? Did you have a favorite big song? shout out? Marlo. Did you have a favorite song off that? I gotta album? say, future future power sources is one of my favorites off of that album that came out last year, and then off of his 2018 album Marlowe. Uh, the song Palm Readers was what reintroduced me to him. And that song is also just banger. Man, it goes so hard. Those instrumentals, I, I love them. I fell in love with them immediately when I heard them. Low key, Owen, I think we should give our listeners a quick taste. Let's go Palm Readers for 15 seconds and break. Quarter past 12, still not paid. All right, I hear that 100%, man. That that That's some interesting stuff. We're just innovating out here, finding some music, really music are. that you should enjoy. That's and what I love. I love different sounds, and exactly. that is a different sound. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you want to go back to the AJR point, they make music <laughs> cookie cutter, man. It's it is so cutter. bad. It's way too happy. Mm-hmm. There's no way anyone can be that genuinely happy and like just that oblivious to how just cookie cutter, like you said, their music is. And like, I'm not even going to hate on the other people that dropped this week. This is what I think is different about the people that we just shouted out that aren't as popular and the people that we described the songs that we listened to. We even said it with like still woozy and wallows in them. All those people that dropped, they're a dime a dozen. They, they are all good. Even, even Brent Fios is great, but he's still a dime a dozen. 
there are a bunch of male R&B singers out there. It's who who innovates, who does things differently. And that's why I like Brent Fios sometimes. I know a lot of people hate on him when he goes down into like his deeper voice mm. and kind of like pitches down his voice, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I don't mind too. it. I, I'm always down for something like that. Like on Gravity, uh, when, when he does that, kind of pitches himself down, everyone hates on that part of the song. I like it. I love it's it. different. I love it. I don't want to just hear I don't want to just hear a guy singing the whole time. Mm-hmm. I want different things. And and that's what you get from artists like this. Yes. Innovating, you know, absolutely. And I love that. I love that. And when you find these guys that are, you know, less than a million, less than 100,000 monthly streams and you're able to just listen and it's not it's different it's their own sound it's not comparisons to you know any of that it's it's beautiful man it's beautiful absolutely so what a lovely music segment we had there we were going in thinking we didn't have a lot to talk about and look at us just pounding out 20 minutes of content for you we made something out of nothing yeah lemonade out of lemons and you know we don't want to talk about football that much so i'm gonna put a timer on the clock four minutes of football and it starts right now okay Carson Wentz to Indianapolis uh second and third round pick Owen thoughts it's obviously not Matthew Stafford uh that's that's kind of what surprised me coming into this trade seeing it was like how is Matthew Stafford worth that much more than Carson Wentz it genuinely surprises me because I know Wentz has been injury prone but people forget he was an MVP candidate back in 2017 before Foles kind of stole the spotlight in the playoffs and led the Eagles to the playoffs and to the Super Bowl eventually uh, they wouldn't have been in that position if it weren't for Carson Wentz and, and this is a guy that obviously has been out of the picture uh he, he wasn't really great uh since then and and a lot of that is chalked up to injuries but this Colts team if he's able to get back to healthy is going to be dangerous mm-hmm. and Very uh I, you know I think it's a trade that works for both sides because I think Jalen Hurts has a super super bright future in Philadelphia and the fact that they were able to get a second and third round pick uh, the second round pick, which is probably turning into a first round pick. So I think we can basically say a first and a third, assuming Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt. I believe it's like 75% of the snaps Wentz has to play in for the season and it turns into a first. So I, I really don't mind the trade for either side. I think the Colts were in dire need of a quarterback, especially because they should be in a win now mode with their defense combined with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, who's going to be a great running back for for years to come. He's a dog. It's it's definitely it's definitely a trade the Colts should be willing to make, especially because I think those those picks are going to be later in the rounds that that they gave them up for. Uh, I see the Colts being a playoff team for years to come, especially with the Texans tanking. Uh, The Jaguars are obviously quite a bit off, even if they're able to get Trevor Lawrence. I I don't think they're going to be a playoff team year one or year two even really. Uh, So I I like the trade for both sides. Mm -hmm. I I think it's good. Uh, And how about that? Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill. Deshaun Watson for the time being. Carson Wentz. That's a pretty dang good yeah. uh, quarterback situation got over in the AFC South. So good for him. Good for Carson Wentz. Fresh start can hopefully rejuvenate his career. Uh, and then one other thing we wanted to touch on with our last minute and 45 seconds on a sad note. Uh, big rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Um, still no cause of death, but we, we have found out that he will be donating his brain to research. Uh, it seems like he may have, uh, dealt with CTE, which is just something that you hate to hear. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they said he suffered from a severe form of alcoholism. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's something that needs to be addressed for sure. Uh, just the, just the helmet, helmet to helmet, you know, CTE impact, uh, that, that we're seeing even more widespread now than 10 years ago. It's it's crazy how many more people are just coming out and 
and and kind of talking about their their battle with it. It's uh it's pretty insane. Yeah, uh, I I really don't have too much to say. Just but the fact that it's sad. Uh, this is a it guy is. played 155 games in the NFL, racked up uh, over 9,000 yards, 57 touchdowns as well. Um, and it, it's something that is not talked about enough in the NFL mm -hmm. is the fact that there is issues when people play football and whether you don't like the, the new rules, the new things that they target to uh, try to make the game safer. It's still an issue and yeah, it's an issue that people suffer from and they're going to continue to suffer from until it is correctly addressed. And whether that's a changing of the rules, whether that's, you know, stricter construction protocol, um, it's something that needs to be addressed and something that I really feel sorry for, especially when you hear stories like this. So yeah. um, that's all we got for football. And we did that in approximately three minutes and 50 seconds. Quick, perfect, concise and to the point. Goodbye, football. Hello, NBA. So it was Shams Trenaria reported that the Rockets and DeMarcus Cousins will be parting ways. However, Jonathan Fagan, beat writer for the Houston Chronicles, said otherwise, saying that Boogie Cousins was out of practice on Sunday because of his foot. So, Owen, should the Rockets part with Boogie Cousins? Um, it has been a very unproductive, uh, you know, career in Houston. Um, thoughts? I... You know, he's he's not a player that's making or breaking this season, and I really don't mind it, especially if it's going to make us a worse team because what we're about to talk about in a minute is I really wouldn't mind the Rockets just sucking like this for the rest of the year. Um, and, and a lot of that has to do with draft picks, blah, blah, blah. We'll get into that. But, but DeMarcus Cousins has been abysmal shooting. His shooting percentages, especially to start the season, were just un ungodly. Uh, to look at every time he touched the ball it was at the top of the key or outside of the three-point line and it was a shot every single time he's got his three-point field goal percentage up to 33 almost 34 percent now this season but his field goal percentage is still below 38 percent which is something you should not see from a center and I believe at the start of the season through the first like probably 20 games is his shooting percentages were both down in the 20s so it, it really was hard to watch. And moving into a starting role, I think, helped him at least a little bit. Um, but I I don't think the, the Rockets are going to miss him all that much. Yeah. Uh, and for a team that, you know, probably could have addressed the center position a little more. Obviously, Christian Wood is supposed to be there. But obviously, with his ankle injury is out, uh, the yeah. team has a gaping hole at center. And Cousins at times has been a liability for this team. So he, absolutely. Um, I think without him, like you said, it's not going to make or break the team. But it, as a whole, the Rockets, what is it? It's seven straight now that they've lost. Yeah, uh, it, it's looking more and more like they're uh, not going to make the playoffs. Now, I could be wrong. Christian Wood comes back and is a dog. Then, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. But should they need to make a decision because you can't just end up being a middle of the pack team because then you don't have a first round draft pick that yeah. is, you know, palatable. Absolutely. So, uh, Owen, you have in the notes, tank for top four. Why not? Little thing going on, hashtag tank for Cade. Cade Cunningham to the Rockets. Yeah. I'd be welcome to that. And, and and that's that's the whole thing is I believe it's the Thunder that this this pick would go to from the Chris Paul trade, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but if, if we... Um, if we get our pick in the top four, it is it is top four protected. So if the Rockets pick in the draft lottery this year is inside of the top four, uh, if it's not anywhere else in the lottery, because at this point, I really don't think we're making the playoffs. But if it is a top four pick, we get to make 
the selection. It, mm. it is our pick to stay. And if we can do that, if we can bring in, like you said, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley is insane for USC. Oh my goodness. Evan uh, you was got problem absolutely. You got Jalen Green and Jonathan Kuminga in the in the G League. Both of those guys are absolute dogs. This is a great draft class coming up. And oh, if yeah. we can, we would be lucky to get any of those four guys I just mentioned. I'm sure there are more that are going to shoot up draft boards uh, until then. Uh, it, it's it's a good class, and if we can get that pick, that goes eons for this team. Mm, most definitely. And you saw, talked about the G League. Uh, G League has been kicking up. I know Itimar Reutman, uh, follow him on Twitter at Itimar710, big Rockets guy out of Israel. Uh, he's been watching the G League games with weird, really weird start times. You got Rockets G League affiliate Rio Grande Valley. Vipers yeah. playing at like 10 a.m. It's like, yo, wake up and they're playing basketball. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kevin Porter Jr. has just been a man amongst boys throughout yeah. the entire G League season so far. Uh, and him, KJ Martin, Mason Jones, if those guys hit and, you know, you don't get that lottery pick and you don't get Cade Cunningham, but those yeah. guys hit, I mean, Raphael Stone. In Stone, we trust. I, I will say it. I, I, I love Raphael Stone, and I love what okay. he's doing with this team. It's actually interesting. You can uh, Some of these uh, G League games are being broadcast on Twitch. The uh, Rio Grande Valley game against Oklahoma City's G League affiliate was on Twitch today uh, for for streaming abilities. And um, Broderick Thomas, 27 points on 7 of 12 from 3. Kevin Porter also, like you said, playing very well. Had a double-double today, 19 points, 12 assists. KJ Martin, double-double, 18 points. 11 rebounds i i like our prospects coming up and that's especially why i want this top four pick because can you imagine if we shed demarcus cousins uh shed pj tucker who i've got a little tidbit on that's just incredible uh eventually eric gordon's gonna go and we bring in this new era of guys to pair up with christian wood possibly john wall i doubt victor oladipo at this point uh if we can have a lineup of like wall wood Bring in one of those top four guys. Kevin Porter Jr. starts to live up to the hype. KJ Martin continues to produce like this that he is in the G League, but at the NBA level. I mean, we have a bunch of young guys, a bunch of young guys in a nucleus who are going to be fun to watch. Similar to almost like a, I, I want to think what can, what team I would compare us to. Almost like a maybe OKC with like Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm. Uh, maybe like a Sacramento Kings. All their guys are young. You got Buddy Heald. You got De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, Marvin Bagley. Uh, it, we could turn into the next version of that team. Maybe even, you know, Cleveland with Sexland. Sexland. But I, I'm I'm ready to move on to a new era. We've already got rid of Harden. Uh, we've got rid of Westbrook and Paul, obviously. But if we can if we could move those final couple pieces and move on, I, I think this team is going to be fun to watch very soon. Oh yeah, uh, th- th- this club is not going to be in the gutter for long. You can bookmark that, pin it, whatever. Um, I think this team wants to win and they want to win now, just not right now, uh, but soon. And yeah. whether that's, you know, a lot of young and I love the young, young go getters like seeing KJ Martin come up and play has been a lot of fun. And of course, Jay Sean Tate is that boy. Um, mm-hmm. He's great, but didn't even. Yeah, didn't even mention him going from the oldest team in the NBA, which at a time we were to one of the younger teams in the NBA is going to be huge for the Rockets and it's going to keep sustained success for a long time, hopefully. Yeah. So uh, you had a little nugget on PJ. You want to, you yeah. want to spill the beans um, on that one? 
So, so I was, uh, I was, I know, you know, I test for both of us says that PJ Tucker has been awful over the past couple of weeks. Um, especially since Christian Wood was out, Tucker's had to take an increased role back at, especially when Boogie's not on the court at that big man position where he was kind of playing the small ball center last year. And among all players in the NBA who have played at least a hundred minutes in the past two weeks, PJ Tucker has the lowest game score on basketball reference of them all. So if everyone who basically plays any minutes in the NBA at that point, like two week stretch, you probably played six, seven games. Uh, if you play like even 15 minutes in each one of them, you're basically qualifying for this stat. PJ Tucker is the worst one of all of them. His game score is barely even in the positives. Uh, for comparison, Joel Embiid in his 50 point performance the other day, uh, his game score was like 50. So Joel Embiid in one game was like 40 times better than PJ Tucker has been over the entire past two weeks. Mm which is just insane. That's nuts. That is yeah. nuts. Um, but speaking of Joel Embiid, speaking of, speaking of, we can uh, move on from the Rockets. They're still a train wreck. Uh, I just, like I said, I hope we continue to lose. If that means getting rid of DeMarcus Cousins and letting him play for a playoff contender, so be it. I hope he gets his ring. Uh, but there were a bunch of players that just had great individual performances this mm, week. I yes. actually, I actually looked it up. A ton of players setting career highs this week. Joel Embiid, 50 points on Friday was a career high. The same day, Jamal Murray dropped the 50-burger for a career high. Jeremy Grant earlier in the week, I believe, had 43 points for the Pistons in a career high. DeMontis Sabonis had a career high this week. Anthony Edwards had a 28 performance. That's his highest in this rookie season. Ben Simmons in a game where Joel Embiid was out at his career high. And my boy, for the Washington Wizards, who have now won four games in a row, Look Davis Bertans put together a 35-point performance, another career high for him. Uh, they, I just I don't even know what to say. Shout out Russell Westbrook. Shout out Bradley Beal. I know Beal said he didn't want to get traded. Maybe this is why. This team's starting to click. Yeah. Shout out Latvia, hometown of Davis Bertans. Um, yeah. The, yeah, the Wizards are clicking right now. I, I know you mentioned Anthony Edwards with the dunk of the year. Oh, man. Good God. Sweet oh, mercy. Man. That was beautiful. That was That was insane. So, did you see he stepped out of bounds too? They could have saved. They could have saved. Uh, God, who was it? It was. Uh, uh, it was Watanabe, wasn't it? It was Watanabe. They could have saved him from so much trouble if they had just called it because his his foot was like floating above the out of bounds. It was kind of hard to tell if he actually stepped on it. Uh, he he nearly he nearly stepped out of bounds. Um, so close. But I'm so I'm kind of glad they didn't call it. I'm glad they didn't call it because that dunk was absolutely insane. Uh, I. I know we've kind of hated on Anthony Edwards in past weeks, but hey, he had that dunk this week, and he set a career high in points this week. Uh, maybe things are looking up for the number one pick. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he has not had a rookie of the year. So some people were saying, yeah, he's the rookie of the year because of one dunk. What are you nuts? So no, uh, He's not the rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball's still the rookie of the year. LaMelo Ball. Uh, that, that's my rookie of the year as well. But... Uh, you know, it's good to see him perform. You know, speaking of the Timberwolves, they ended up firing their coach, Ryan Saunders, just tonight. And yeah. they went ahead and made an immediate hiring. I saw that. This is not something you usually see. They hired, let me pull up. What I, believe was it was, I believe it was Chris Finch, wasn't it? Yeah, from the Raptors. Chris Finch, assistant coach for the Raptors. And I bet you're wondering, uh, don't you have an interim coach and then you hire a coach in the office? Nope. Straight uh, no. into it. Uh, straight off the rip, in the words of DeBaby. wonder if they were just waiting to get a new head coach, and the second they got a new one, they were just going to get rid of Ryan Saunders. Almost on like a almost on a UT Tom Herman type beat. Mm. We, we finally decided to get rid of 
of uh, Tom Herman once we knew Sark would come in. Shout out Sark, by the way. He was giving out free meals this week in Austin. Good guy. Good uh, guy. With, with, the, with the rest of the football program. Colt McCoy was down here, too. A couple of buddies met Colt McCoy. Yeah, I saw that on uh, Snap. So that was, that was electric. That's, that's electric. That was electric. Factory. But, yeah, uh, I bet you're wondering, Chris Finch, that's kind of an off-the-wall name. Well, president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves, Jerson Rosas and Chris Finch used to work for the Rockets. Chris Finch used to be an assistant with the Rockets. Bang. And, of course, Jerson Rosas, assistant to Daryl Morey, now living it up with the Timberwolves. He makes his move. And yeah. a lot of people were thinking that Chris Finch was going to be the next coach after Kevin McHale would hang up. Please. Ultimately, McHale would be fired. We would hire Mike D'Antoni and the rest would be history. Yeah. But Finch going to Minnesota with that young nucleus of Cat, Anthony Edwards, and D'Lo. Yeah. Uh, worst team in the league right now, but maybe they turn things around. Who knows? Yeah. And I mean, worst case scenario, you get another lottery pick, you get another guy. So yeah. you, eventually you're going to have a guy that's going to be good. Hopefully, you would think. Absolutely. Speaking of turning things around, how about the New Orleans Pelicans today? Came Pels. back from 24 down against the Boston Celtics and uh, came back and actually won it in overtime. That's 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 the, the that's another team that's starting to click. Honestly, the Pelicans yeah. were terrible to start the season. They are now only four games below 500. Doesn't sound that great, but uh, they're they're winning games. Also, that's shout, all that matters. shout out to JJ Redick for getting tossed. Oh uh, yeah, just for throwing the ball back to the ref gets 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 ejected from the game. Yeah. I saw uh, that. That's kind of wild. No, yeah. yes, maybe. Uh, it's a little bit. A little nuts to me, if you ask. Yeah, uh, uh, that's crazy. Did you see his uh, tweet after the game too? The NBA released like a thing on why they why they kind of ejected him from the game. Like they gave their defense of both reasons. And uh, on on the like official transcript, it's it spelled his last name with two D's. There's obviously only one D in Reddick, uh, and he quoted it and said it's it's just one D, guys. And uh, just kind of kind of owned the NBA, honestly. Not sure how you make a mistake like that. Good trollage. Good trollage on both behalves. Uh, not Reddick like Josh Reddick. Reddick like no. uh, J- JJ. Like, like with JJ. One D. Yeah. With one D. No exactly. double Ds. No double Ds in, yeah. uh, in, in that no, uh, version never. of Reddick. So a uh, yeah, li- little uh, while. A little while. Yeah. But shut crazy up stuff. Shut up, Pels. Had, had them play against the Grizzlies earlier in the week, too. This was another reason I was trying to transition to it. Zion against uh, John Morant happened for the fourth time now in their, their young careers. And uh, you know who's won all four times? Hmm. That would be Zion. Hmm. Zion's Pelicans, when they play against John Morant's Grizzlies, when both players play, are 4-0. So about uh, that? Step it up, Ja. I know I know a lot of people have been kind of down on Zion, but uh, he's, he's playing great this year. He is absolutely an all-star. Mm-hmm. Shout out uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's oh, yeah. interesting. He's very raw prospect yeah. from Canada. He's but fun to watch. Went I to not Virginia Tech, him. I want to say. Yeah, there you go, Owen. 66205. Bang. Bang. O- Owen's just a math wizard and Bang. A, and a big wizard in in many aspects of the definition. Uh and then we we had our All-Star teams announced on an All-Star team All-Star game where the captains really don't want to play. I'm talking about you LeBron James. <laughs> Um, so it's Le- instead of LeBron and Giannis or LeBron and Steph this time, it's LeBron and KD. That'll be fun. So definitely different to see because KD's always been in the Western conference. Mm-hmm. We've got them finally playing against each other in an all-star game. Yes, exactly. So our starters are LeBron and KD, of course. And then for their respective conferences, in the West, we have Luca, Steph, Kawhi, 
and Jokic, the MVP in my opinion. And then on the East side, we have KD, Kyrie, Brad Beal, Giannis, and Mr. Joel Embiid also could be an MVP candidate. So, Absolutely. Uh, a couple snubs. Uh, Dame Dalla, I'm just trying to holla. Uh, not a starter. He's had a good year to start. Yeah, I can understand it, though. Yeah, I mean, the people they put ahead of him, it makes sense. Steph, obviously, has had games this year where he's just been insane. And and Luka, too. I mean, what can you say about Luka? So good. And then um, uh, and then the beard is stu- uh, snubs for a starter's role. What that would have made three starters from the Nets. I mean, yeah, eh, he'll probably be, make it as a reserve. I'm hoping Dane makes it. You know, I'm also hoping that Christian Wood makes it as a reserve, even though he's been out for a couple of weeks. I kind of. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have given Harden the start over Kyrie. Um, just because Kyrie missed so long uh, that he had that couple week stretch where no one really knew what was up with him. And uh, obviously, when he's been on the court, he's been amazing. But I mean, James Harden, we've seen especially in these past couple weeks when Kevin Durant has been out uh, with, you know, various just strained this, uh, resting that. COVID and then obviously, Kyrie's, Kyrie's been kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, James Harden has been a rock for that team. And James Harden, we saw it tonight against the Clippers. Uh, he is carrying this team when those two guys aren't there because, I mean, before that trade, who who do the Nets have that's carrying them when those two guys are out? They would have had Karis LeVert, uh, and and that obviously isn't going to run. So, I mean, James Harden, I believe, had like 37 and 11 tonight, uh, carried them to a victory over Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, he's he really doesn't he, – he deserves way more credit than he's getting. And people it, – it, it really does frustrate me because people give him – uh, are, are starting to give him love and say like, oh, he's so much better now than when he was on the Rockets. He's so much more efficient. Yeah. It's not true. You just weren't watching. And now that you're watching, because it's interesting to watch them because he has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on his team as well, you're seeing that when this guy is given the ball and said, go play iso ball, he's the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. He's so good. Yeah. So, oh, I love James Harden. Now, I get out of here. Get out of here. You're not, you're you're a casual, as Christian yeah. Wood would say. This team can play ball, or not this team. James Harden can play ball, and he can play ball with the best of them. You just didn't like it because it was with the Rockets. Okay. Harden is the most versatile player in the NBA. He can do whatever you need to do. He's Absolutely. an elite dimer he can assist with the best of them he can play iso ball with the best of them you talk about carrying the team on the back that's what james harden had to do in houston doesn't have to do it now with the nets but when kd and Kyrie are out he can do that any day of the week with any yeah. squad you put him up against I 50 40 90 by the by the way right now since he was traded to brooklyn in his 17 games with brooklyn he is he is a 50 40 90 player which is just insane mm-hmm. i mean anyone who can keep those shooting splits up for an extended period of time i know i know harden's been close before he's flirted with it uh he he had a couple seasons where he just missed it on the three pointers had a couple seasons where he just missed it on the free throws uh he had one or this season even uh he's at 48 percent for the year when you combine his games with houston uh 39 from three and then 89.5 percent from the free throw line so if he has a couple good shooting nights he could be up to 50 40 90 for the season which is absolutely remarkable it's ridiculous and that that's with him kind of checking out from the rockets in order to get traded yeah so for it for a couple games yeah dog he's a dog he's a man and he's insane then we'll just leave it at that um bread it up that's what i'm going to use to describe this huge mega deal Fernando Tatis, 14 years, oh, $340 million. Get 
your bag, young man. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Hit that sound effect. Cha-ching. I love it. Baller. I love it. He he deserves every penny of it, too. It's a great deal for both sides because... Obviously, $340 million is more money than you would ever need for an entire lifetime. Um, and, and the Padres have a cornerstone player now for 14 years. Yeah. And uh, you pair that up You pair that up with Manny Machado, who is a free agent in 2029, and Eric Hosmer, who is a free agent in 2026. Uh, the Padres have given those three guys, Machado, Hosmer, and Tatis, $784 million in contracts. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I, I like what the Padres did obviously they have immediately one of the highest payrolls in baseball now when this contract kicks in for Tatis obviously with Darvish Snell those guys but I mean I I love it for the game Tatis is one of the next you know great great players I'm, I'm just so happy for the city of San Diego uh they lose the Chargers a couple years back they originally had the Clippers the Clippers left they had the Rockets yes the Houston Rockets used to be the San Diego Rockets back in the day Rockets left. The Padres, after Tony Gwynn, had never been really that relevant. And now Tatis is locked in. You have your glue guy. You have your your leader. He could become the face of baseball. As much as Mike Trout is the best player of baseball and Bryce Harper is a good marketable guy, this is a guy exactly who you're looking for if you're the MLB. You've already seen it. He's on top. He's on the cover of MLB The Show 21. First time the game is going to be on the Xbox console. And mm-hmm. this, this he's a personable guy. Got a great personality. He represents everything that is good about baseball. And now Absolutely. he's on a team on the Padres who are cool now. They're the cool kids yeah. on the block. And he's going to get fans engaged as well. Because, I mean, you, you said it yourself. I mean, he's got the personality of a guy like, you know, Tim Anderson, obviously. Uh, players like that where, you know, they're... I guess for lack of a better way to say it, making baseball fun again. And uh, I, that's, that's something at least that a lot of people who struggle to get into baseball don't enjoy about the sport is, oh, it's boring. I mean, they're just standing there. Guys like Fernando Tatis who are bringing back bat flips, who are bringing back like just having fun on the field. When you combine a guy like that who has the superstar potential of Tatis and the superstar ability of Tatis to play with anyone in this game obviously Mike Trout is on a level of his own but this next era of you know Tatis Acuna Juan Soto I mean these guys are are going to have the torch passed to them and it's going to be so fun to watch yeah especially with a guy like Tatis I'm so pumped for the next three to four years when the when the changing of the guard happens and we get these new guys and it's going to be so fun to watch and the dads man I love the dads okay love them okay Hosmer is a solid guy, you know, might not be what he was with the Royals, but once again, a quality first baseman. Need I leave out the Jake Cronenworth fan that I am over at second? He's a great guy. If he can sustain the season he had last year, that's a perfect guy to fit in with the nucleus of Machado and Tatis on the left side of the infield. That is going to be absolutely deadly. That's disgusting. Beautiful. It's amazing. And let's not even talk about their pitching staff. They're going to be the guys who we're going to want to root for. Okay. Yeah. They're going to be the best wild card team in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the Dodgers, the Dodgers are winning the NL West indefinitely. It's, it's sad that the Padres have chosen now to be a great team, 
but they're going to be a great wild card team for years to come. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't count them out. I mean, every other year I could see them possibly sneak no, by and win. Of course the division. not. They could they I could mean, reach a point, especially probably, injuries. Probably happen. not this year. Okay, let's be real. Uh, many many pitchers, many many hitters, uh, a lot of MVP candidates, Cy Young award winners, former Cy Young award winners. Uh, is it, a buzzsaw. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. Down the road, once this kicks in 24, 25, 26, around that time when the Dodgers aren't going to be spending this much money and they're going to be relying on the likes of Gavin Lux and Julio Arias, yeah, that's when the Padres are going to strike because that's the prime of Tatis's career. You know, Machado, of course, probably is going to be getting a little bit older, but you're going to have guys like Mackenzie Gore, among others, that are going to Absolutely. come in and be replenishments on that team. And I can't be more happy with what AJ Preller has done with that team. Absolutely. I just got to say, anyone in the National League who's not the Padres, Braves, or Dodgers, have fun trying to win in the next five, six years. Because it's just not going to work. I mean, those three teams are just going to run the National League, I feel like, Hmm. until, until until something gives. And, And until that happens, I mean, good luck competing. Good luck. But, you know, I will say I'm very excited. Pitchers and catchers have reported full squad workouts for many teams begin this week and baseball is back. And I I don't know what to say. College baseball is back. We'll talk about that a little later, but it's back. And the beef is back too with Bauer and Syndergaard getting at it on Twitter. Oh man. They they were almost teammates too. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't get the gist of it. I think, uh, there was just a little bit of chirpage going back and forth, you know, guys being dudes and Bauer, of course, with the act, how active he is on social media, um, just caught, caught center guard at the wrong time. I guess they, I guess. they were going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. And, Can't yeah. wait for a Dodgers Mets series this year where they pitch against each other. That's going to be fun. Mm, I would love to see the Mets in those like pinstripe, you know, with the piping down the size, a little retro action oh, yeah. would not mind seeing that at all. Or, or the jerseys that Steve Cohen has called for, the the the, uh, the black Mets jerseys, which haven't been a thing for a long time. Mm. Would yeah. not mind seeing those either. Absolutely. So that was very interesting. And then uh, a blast from the past. How about Johnny Damon? Star of uh, Moneyball, kind of. There you go. Uh, DUI. Almost. And this is a great stat Owen just pulled. He had a blood alcohol level of 0.3 higher than his career batting average. Career batting average only 284. Man was congrats, honestly. Congrats. I don't think I don't think many people can say that that they've recorded a blood alcohol content higher than their major league batting average. I mean, obviously I can. Well, I'm tied right now. It's zero to zero. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it's of course, yeah. But uh, it's it's zero to zero for me. But obviously, a a whole lot of people, at least that have played in the MLB before and have a batting average, uh, I I doubt that they've ever had their blood alcohol content recorded higher. Mm-mm. doubt it i doubt it very much because so. because point three is impressive that is a lot of that is a lot of drinks and what did you say his career batting average was on uh 284 so he, this is a guy that hit above the mendoza line okay uh yes. not not this isn't some spring chicken this isn't like brett wallace okay this is johnny damon uh valid valid uh outfielder for many years yeah and uh he still blew blew a bac higher than his batting average so big ups to johnny damon uh, congrats on that accomplishment but in all seriousness uh kids do not drive after yeah, do uh, not do that don't do that respect yeah 
especially especially because of, of blood alcohol content. I've got this from a from you know a, a actual like scientific thing. A blood alcohol content over 0.3 is life threatening and like vital functions basically just begin to shut off. It, it about 0.35 blood alcohol content, like your vitals just stop working. Uh, so so in all seriousness, Johnny Damon is um, definitely not smart for what he did. Could have legitimately died. Uh, but you know what? He, he's going to live to tell the tale. Uh, so congrats, I guess. Bozo. Yeah. Bozo. Good word. That is correct. Johnny Damon congrats, is a bozo. bozo. You get the dunce hat for the week. Um, getting back into real and current baseball activities. Uh, JT Real Muto broke his thumb just after getting that big contract with the Phillies. But he will be ready. It's for Jeff season. Mathis season. Yes, please. Now immediately. The Phillies. The Phillies signed Jeff Mathis. Oh, let's go. Immediately. So um, yeah. Immediately. If if now. Real Muto, you know, if there's a setback in Real Muto's injury, I'm not hoping for that. But who knows? If it happens, we might have a an opening day Jeff Mathis sighting. Oh my goodness! I don't know. Which what would, I would be do. insane. I don't know what I would. do I don't for know that. what I would do. I would. I would. I would jump through. Mini oh hula hoops. I would jump through oh many God. jump ropes. I, I, I would jump through. A, I would jump through a wall. I I, I I would run through the Great Wall of China to see Jeff Mathis on opening day at Citizens Bank Park. Oh man, that's what I would do. Oh man, that's I would do I'm the at. same thing. I would do the same thing for another person who we're unfortunately not getting that from, uh, and that's Tim Tebow, Pain. who who announced his retirement from his illustrious baseball career. Yeah, we're, um, we're gonna go ahead and throw X up on the the background as I go over Tim Tebow's career line. Um, it, it is it's sad. it's not great. It was I believe it was a two twenty six career average in the minors. I think is the number. Um, uh, so so in in twenty nineteen for Triple A Syracuse, uh, Tim Tebow played in 70, 77 games. Go off X in the background. Uh, I'm sad. I'm sad to know you. Uh, Thirty nine hits. 25 runs, good enough for a 163 batting average. Jeez. Uh, rest in power. But you know what? Uh, he is, I can safely say he is the second best Major League Baseball player ever from the Philippines. Uh, there has only been one person who was born in the Philippines who has been in the Major Leagues, uh, and that was Bobby Chuinard uh, from 1996 to 2001. Uh, so that means that by definition, Tim Tebow is tied for the second best Filipino baseball player ever. Uh, so good for him. Get go go grab your silver medal, Tim. Congratulations. Good job, man. Um, you did great. In, in, in all seriousness, I I applaud him for making an attempt. I applaud him for not giving up when everybody thought that he was crazy. Uh, he did this for three years. Okay, uh, it would have been four, but he did it for three, and. For him to get all the way up to AAA, whether it was on his own merit or not, is big. He will, I, mean, I will hey. say, in Binghamton in 2018, he did have yeah. a 273 batting average. So I'm not 734 gonna... OPS. That's above league average. Good for him. Good for him. Good that's for almost him. that's almost a full season at Double A. Mm -hmm. boy. I strive to have the amount of drive Tim Tebow has. Congratulations to him on a solid baseball career. Yeah. So Owen, I, I, we, we put this off for 54 minutes. We got through base, but one part of baseball. Now we're going over to college sports. We're going over to Owen's bread and butter. Owen is excited. We have college basketball. I'm just going to let you take the floor. I'm going to start with some pain. And that was the UT game this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Obviously a bunch of scheduling issues because of the weather. Uh, we're 
we're set to play Oklahoma. I was super excited for that game last week, but that got postponed because obviously it was in the middle of a blizzard. Uh, and then also a game against, I believe it was Iowa State got moved. So we only played one game this week. It was on Saturday to West Virginia. Uh, and it was a brutal, brutal loss. We were up 19 points in the second half. After a quick run, West Virginia cut it down to 14. Uh, if you didn't watch the game, uh, two of the guards for Texas, Courtney Ramey and Andrew Jones, got into a little bit of a shouting match after Andrew Jones got a little lazy on one defensive possession. Ramey didn't take kindly to it. Uh, they got into the huddle at the next timeout, started yelling at each other, eventually had to be separated by teammates and coaches. So that was just kind of took the air out of the building for the team. Uh, at that point, we were up 14 with, I believe, it was about 10 minutes to go. And from there, we just couldn't put anything together. Uh, stupid fouls down the stretch, bad turnovers. Um, West Virginia shot 26. Um, actually, they shot 37 free throws, made 26 of them uh, to UT's four of 10. So that's obviously a huge gap. Uh, we lost by 22, uh, or we lost that by 22, and we lost the game by two. So you can mm -hmm. do the math. Uh, Greg Brown was scoreless. So that's not something you look for from a future possible lottery pick. Uh, it was our season high allowed in points. And I do have a couple interesting tidbits. Go nuts. Courtney Ramey. Courtney Ramey had 28 points in this game. Coming into this, uh, coming into this game on the season, Texas was 4-0 when Courtney Ramey was the leading scorer. Most of those games came at the beginning of the season. And we lost with Courtney Ramey scoring 28 and uh, fouling out at the end of the game too, actually. Mm -mm. Um, I believe we shot 54% from three in this game, which was our best three-point shooting performance of the season which means now that our two best three-point shooting percentage games of the season, 54 and 52% against West Virginia and Texas Tech, have both been losses. Uh, so I guess don't shoot well from three and we win is uh, is what I'm getting out of that. But yeah, this this loss just hurt to watch. It, it was it was terrible. It was for, for people who didn't watch the game and and they want it related to something else. Think about the think about the AFC playoff game between the Texans and the Chiefs when the Texans got up 24 to nothing and then lost by double digits. It's kind of like that. That's just sad. Um that's just sad. It, it was bad. You know what else it was, was ugly. sad? Um What's last that? night's ASU basketball game. I know ASU is irrelevant now. Um they're ninth in the Pac-12. Uh they led the entire game against UCLA couple of questionable plays from Remy Martin with less than a minute to play in the game ended up a USCLA only had the lead for 1.6 seconds. And that's all that mattered. UCLA oh, man. beat ASU. ASU needed Mick, at least Mick a Cronin's split. 400th win, by the way, mm, good for Mick him. Cronin's 400th career win. Good so. for him. Uh, ASU needed at least a split in their little LA trip. They got zero wins and now I get the joy of going to Desert Financial Arena for a little back-to-back -back action uh, against the Washington schools. Get Washington on Tuesday, again on Thursday, then oh, Washington wow. State on Sunday, which I won't be able to attend. But had a had a triple overtime game with Washington State, and I forget who the other team was uh, earlier in this week. So that's that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Arizona State could be a bid stealer. You never know. Maybe they just go nuts the final week of the season, win the Pac-12 tourney, make it in as like an 11 seed. Go nuts. Go nuts, man. Uh, but nuts. but I honestly NIT doubt champions. that's gonna happen. Yeah, in all me jokes. Too. Me too. All jokes aside. Someone who I do think could be a bid stealer uh, is the Duke Blue Devils, mm. who picked up a win against number seven Virginia this week. Virginia losing twice on the week. Uh obviously Jalen Johnson, one of the top NBA draft prospects, uh opting out of the rest of the season. I don't care what anyone says, you can't call it quitting. Uh he's not being paid to play. So maybe if you don't want players to opt out before the draft and you know, financially 
waste away their future, uh, pay them. That's how you fix that. But moving Quick on. analysis. Virginia lost twice uh, on the week. Top 10 team. Had number six, U of H, lose to Wichita State. It feels like every time U of H finally gets into a groove and they're winning games and they're nearing, you know, possibly a top, top two seed in the NCAA tournament, uh, they go out and lose another game to a team that they should not lose to. Obviously, Wichita State is always going to be one of those teams. Uh, just, you know, they're, it's in the name. They're shockers. Dare I say uh, they so got that's shocked. that's what they're going to do. Dare I say they got shocked. Yeah, U of H did get shocked. And then we had one of the games of the year in the Big Ten between number three Michigan and number four Ohio State. Uh, it came down to the wire. It was a super, super good game to watch. Both of those teams are deserving of one seeds, I would say. They're, they're rightfully ranked three and four. Uh, any other season, I think it could be possible that these are one and two ranked teams because it was just the level of play in that game was amazing. Michigan ended up getting the win at the end. Uh, had a super costly turnover by Ohio State at the end of the game that led to an and one on the other end. Uh, but yeah, Michigan, I could see being a Final Four team. Ohio State, I could see being a Final Four team 100%. And um, yeah, just a couple other tidbits. Another, it's crazy that Illinois is the number five team in the country and they're the number three team in the, ranked in the Big Ten. Uh, Ayo Dusunmu, one of the best players in the country, has two triple doubles this month uh, for Illinois, which has doubled the program history for triple doubles. There are now only four in Illinois' history and Dosunmu has two of them this month. Um, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, or sorry, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky all won on Saturday. That was the first time that all five of those teams have won in over two years, which is mm. crazy. Absolutely nuts. And um, Louisville lost to, on that day to North Carolina, 99-54, to 54, a 45-point defeat. Uh, Louisville has now lost games by 37 earlier in the year to Wisconsin and 45 to North Carolina. Uh, and the last time the program had even a 30-point loss uh, was January 10th, 2012. I wow. believe it was to Providence. And uh, the last 40 point loss, you might be wondering, hmm. 1956 to Xavier. So it has been over 60 years since Louisville lost a game as bad as they did on Saturday. Uh, that program is officially in shambles without Rick Patino. And they could be a tournament team. That's the crazy thing. They're still winning games. They just have meltdowns every once in a while where they can't do anything. Shout out to the Musketeers. That was great analysis on all accords. Many solid, cold, hard, fast facts from Mr. Analysis himself. Shout out my, college basketball bids. Shout out my uh, Snapchat. Uh, shout out my Snapchat private story tidbits. There you go. So there we go. We're excited. But, okay. Um, yeah. Huh. I mean, that's that's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. Good stuff, Owen. I'm I'm happy. That was great analysis. And we're gonna move on now to college baseball. Baseball is back. We're excited. We're excited. We're happy. I know I'm happy. Got the chance to finally get out and see Phoenix Municipal Stadium in all of its splendor. This was it was, it was amazing. It was a surreal experience. Was able to be the color commentator for ASU's opening series against Sacramento State, in which they split the uh, they split the first two games. Ended up winning the rubber match today. ASU, of course, was Omaha bound uh, last year, and then. Plucked away three of their four infield players in Spencer Torkelson, Alika Williams, and uh, Gage Workman. And now it's a new look ball club. Good pitching staff. Three solid performances from Cooper Benson, Tyler Thornton, and Eric Tolman. You got to pay the toll man. And 
this team is a lot of fun to watch. And I don't know if it's just because I'm calling them or it's because it's the school that I go to. They're a lot of fun to watch. But we had some other action as well, including this. Chris Pendleton, freshman from Florida Atlantic University, two grand slams in one inning in his first two career at-bats. What? Are you crazy? It's insane. That's an absolute – I mean – it's happened once in MLB history. That was Fernando Tatis, obviously. Uh, in I think it was 1999, and um, yeah, that that has not happened uh, that I can recall since. And he does he just does it casually in his first two at bats as a freshman. Uh, so absolutely crazy stuff from him. And um, yeah, I tuned into the Arizona State games. Uh, I got to say, Joe Lampy is electric. Uh, he's, he's one of the most fun players to watch in, in all of college. I would wager, uh, you know, obviously the season's just starting, but I love him. And, uh, it was, it was not as great a story for UT in the state farm showdown, uh, as, uh, you had Texas losing both of their first two games of the season. We have another game today, uh, Monday, but we are 0 and two on the season, uh, lost eight to three yesterday against Mississippi state and four, nothing against Arkansas today. Pitching looked a little bit better today. There was a one three run homer with two outs given up. Uh, but other than that, solid pitching performances around the board. But uh, in two games, UT has struck out 33 times. Uh, how about how about Landon Sims, pitcher for Mississippi State, uh, yesterday in relief, went four innings, gave up no runs on no hits with no walks and struck out 10. Uh, faced 12 batters, 10 of them struck out. Uh, but a little bit of a bright spot, Yvonne Melendez, uh, Juco transfer from Odessa College, had a homer and a double in the first game. So, you know, something to look forward to. Uh, obviously, UT is supposed to be a good team this year. We are ranked number nine in the preseason poll. And uh, the teams we lost to are good. So I'm not super worried about it, but um, uh, definitely need to figure out the hitting struggles because 33 strikeouts in two games is nuts. Yes, Uh I, I'm just so excited. I mean, obviously the bats still need to get going on. And, and when in any in any beginning of the year for baseball, the the pitching is going to be there first. The, the the bats, the eyes are going to come back eventually. But just the the way we're able to see and actually like inhale baseball is is, is uh, I don't even know what to say. I'm excited. I loved it. I missed it. I forever will miss it. College baseball is a different game too than MLB baseball. It's it's yeah. fast paced. It's gritty. It's speedy guys like Joe Lampy, who had the oh weekend God. of it was amazing. Best opening weekend for Joe Lampy. Uh, so I love fun this to guy. Watch. He's a lot of fun to watch. Owen was, you know, watching ASU, watching, watching me do my thing. On I had to. The color commentary to. It was great. So shout out ASU. Shout out Phoenix Municipal Stadium. Shout out baseball. Shout out anything yeah. that has any molecular form that has to do with the great game that is the sport of baseball. I love it. I loved it. I Absolutely. fell in love again this weekend. I just, I love baseball. I don't know what to say. So, and then and we're getting some early season, uh, interesting series. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll take the one in the pack 12. Okay. So UCLA started John Savage's team was ranked at number two to begin the year. They lost two out of three to San Francisco. So that's the Dons. The Dons, Ciroc Dons went into Jackie Robinson field and said, Hey, what's up? So two out of three, you know, there was a lot of chatter after ASU lost their opening night game to Sacramento State of all teams. But need I say, Sacramento State is all about that waxion. I said that twice in my broadcast, able to fit that in twice. It was a great tidbit that I put in, a little pun. Uh, they have a really good pitching staff. Uh, now UCLA, though, uh, this is a team that is anticipated to do really good things. 
And for them to lose two out of three, I wouldn't be too concerned earlier. It's early in the season. They just got to shore some things up for conference play. But I will say when UCLA strolls in to Phoenix Municipal Stadium, that is going to be one heck of a series. ASU was predicted to finish number three in the Pac-12. Pac-12 obviously is one of the the better uh, conferences when it comes to baseball uh, with schools like Oregon State, ASU, and UCLA, not to mention USC as well. And then Owen, what, what happened on the East Coast with Florida? And yeah, also had a number one ranked Florida uh, lose two out of three to uh, Miami this week. Um, you know, obviously Miami also a ranked team coming into the season isn't a super big deal. And like you said, early season uh, stuff's going to happen. It's baseball. You know, any team can win on any, any given day. But uh, if you want to compete in that SEC, man, I mean, uh, the SEC looks great right now, especially in this SEC Big 12 Challenge. Uh, essentially is what it is at the State Farm Showdown. Uh, the SEC is 5-1. and one. So if Florida wants to keep that number one status, if they want to continue to win games, they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to perform. And, uh, you know, when you're the number one team, you have high expectations. But, uh, you know, they'll probably figure it out. Uh, they're number one for a reason. So, I, yeah. Yeah. So, and then also on the Big 12 side, you're going to have, uh, they're not going to be playing each other, but the Col- Houston College Classic is still going to continue in a couple of weeks. So the week that I'm in town, uh, Controlled Chaos is coming back in person shortly. More soon come. Two weeks from now, Owen. Let's oh, get hype. Uh, but yeah, uh, TCU and Texas Tech are going to be a part of this year's field. Uh, they're going to face a test in both Sam Houston State and Rice. So the Big 12 getting good matchups early. So overall, it's good to have college baseball back. It's it's just wonderful. I can't reiterate how much I miss this enough. So yeah, college baseball, man, it's back. Let's get excited. Let's also get excited for the power couple, ultimate power move. Naomi Osaka wins the Australian Open pretty handedly. Uh, and then she posts a video uh, with her boyfriend, Corday. Uh, in the background, uh, a track from Corday and her just showing off the bling she got from Australian Open, oh, just man. flexing on all of us, telling us why. Yeah, they're the power couple. OK, let's be real in the Lakers jacket, too. Mm. Just absolutely. One of just one of my favorite professional athletes right now. Honestly, yeah. I, I love Naomi Osaka and I love Corday, too. It, it, it's great. I love that for both of them. And yeah, the Lakers jacket was a nice touch. They got some good drippage going on over oh, there. Yeah. And I'm not talking yeah. about, uh, you know, leaking. They're they're dripping. They're dripping or drowning, and they got the drip. So, also, we had a couple of big knockouts, man. Okay, Derek Lewis in the UFC. That was ungodly what yeah. he did to that biggest man. Uh, biggest underdog in uh, I want to say it's five years since 2016. Uh, crazy stuff. Crazy crazy stuff. And then over in Vegas, Oscar Valdez, Viva Mexico. He put a guy, I, you know, there were some tweets. They thought the guy was, you know, he, he was de- definitely unconscious, but not something else that happened to him. Snuck in that left, or was it a right hook, left hook, something. He was sending people to the floor. Oh, top rank boxing. That was a top rank knockout. Oh, yeah. It's crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy. And then, and, you know, I, I don't even, I don't even watch boxing that much, but like, I, I recognize when something like that happens, like how insane it is. And like. I haven't seen a knockout like that in a while. That was in, that was nuts. That was absolutely crazy, and that's what you know. You hate to see it on the other team side, but uh, just you know, seeing a knockout is something you really don't typically see that much in boxing anymore, especially in a fight like that. Oscar Valdez, Viva Mexico, 
para la gente. Did it for the people. Uh, and then you thought, y you know, y'all got through. We're about 70 minutes in. Y'all thought we weren't going to mention cricket. What are you nuts? Are you crazy? Are you stupid? You're crazy. England and India. It's still going on. It's the third week. Test three begins this week. All knotted up at one right now. That match is going to be starting in three days and it's going to last for another four days. So we'll be having uh, some more results to bring to you next week's yeah. episode. Starts at 3 a.m. my time, 2 a.m. your time, Zach. Will you be tuning in? Uh, is that a question? Uh, of course I will be tuning in. Uh, they're they're playing at the world's largest cricket stadium. So it, it's going to oh, wow. be a fun one to watch. I'm excited. Uh, go India. Go India all the way. They are my new. They're my team. They're my they're my guys. Yeah. I love them. Love the guys. The boys. The boys, the boys. man. The boys. So got that going for us. And then closing out our episode, Deion Sanders made his coaching debut for Jackson State yesterday wins 53 to nothing in his coaching debut that is pretty uh pretty uh good stuff huh oh yeah it's weird to see spring football too like i i feel like the season's over like we said we don't want to talk about football anymore but here we are we got we got fc fcs teams playing but uh it was almost it was almost kind of a weird weird victory for dion too because after the game he was angry that uh that stuff was stolen from his office during the game. Um this it was it was a really weird situation. The school later released a statement saying it was like misplaced uh and that nothing was actually stolen uh and all the items were returned, which is true they were returned. But uh Deion Sanders disagreed. He said that he actually had a coach witness the person taking the items and uh does not like that the school said that it was just a misplacement of them. So just a really weird situation almost puts a damper on the fact that he literally won 53 to nothing today in his coaching debut. Um, but yeah, just bizarre story. Yeah. Um, nuts, man. Kind of nuts. Uh, speaking of HBCU football, quick shout out to the boy, Kurt Curtis Falkenberg, our boy, our friend Kurt is going to begin his collegiate kicking career next week against, uh, I want to say they're playing grambling, uh, on Saturday tsu man uh shout out to the ocean of soul they no, got, got arkansas there. pine bluff oh another solid on, hbcu on pine bluffman uh yeah. that's gonna be a fun matchup if you're into into spring hbcu football you got that one and something the swack the swack swaction swag swaction all about that swaction boss so that's interesting. We're excited for Kurt getting that kicking career going. That's our boy. I've known Kurt since I was in kindergarten. Nuts. Crazy. So Monsters. everybody's doing big things. We're doing big things over here at Controlled Chaos. Oh, and like we mentioned, two weeks from now, I'm coming home. In the words of yeah. Kanye West, homecoming. I'm coming home again. Uh, and we're going to have another in-person Controlled Chaos episode. We know we all love them. I, I love them. I, I know you love them. And it's yeah. great when we can do this whole shebang in person. So on that note, man, we, we kind of bodied this episode, huh? I would say we did. I would say so. I, I don't see how we didn't. 28, almost to 30, almost to 30. We're, we're, we're doing digits. We're doing great. We're really appreciating the all the love and support we're getting from everyone that has been tuning into Controlled Chaos. Uh, it, it's fun to do this with Owen, and it's fun to be able to, you know, Get get listeners and people listening to our podcast. It's great. If you haven't showed our thank you, thank you so much, of course, Owen. Oh, yeah. So on that note, 
episode 28 is coming to a close and i'm excited um be sure to follow owen on twitter at owen kiska with two eyes be, be sure to follow me on twitter at woolly zach whole lot of good engaging content from us headed your way shortly got dot chaos radio and you know if there's something big that pops up we're gonna make a video about it so make sure you're following our twitter page at cntrld chaos pod on twitter it's a good follow and for episode 28, Owen is going to lead us out because why not? Owen, close this oh, wow. bad boy out. Oh, man, this is a lot of pressure. Oh, boy. Uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as he just said, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Linktree, uh, all that stuff. Chaos Radio, like he said, coming out. Dot Chaos Radio, sorry. Dot Chaos Radio, ah! And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We will be back again next week. Same time, same place. Uh, we will actually be recording it on the final day of February, this completely square February, four weeks, seven days, uh, started on Sunday, ends on a, ends on a Saturday. So beautiful stuff. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, I've said too much already. Uh, you, you can go on with your day. Thank you. Keep that same Adios. energy, y'all. Peace. Forgot to say. <laughs> You're good.